time for another episode of Pats from the Past podcast. Matt Smith, down in beautiful Sewanee, Georgia, mm-hmm. home of number 93, Richard Seymour, who in just a few short months will be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thanks for letting us come down here and really want to thank you for your time. Greatly appreciate it. No, well, actually, um, I, I was glad to get you out of, uh, well, I know it's not snowing. Not right? yet. Yeah, it's not snowing. So uh, it's good for you guys to uh, come down and get some of this uh, Georgia sun. Yeah, so. and we can understand why you would want to make this your home. Beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful home. No, thank you so much. We're just going to have a conversation here, Richard, and talk yeah. about football and, and the Hall of Fame uh, mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. When did it become apparent to you? Do you remember when it was, I mean, I really love this. I love football. Do you remember, was there a time where it sort of clicked for you, like, this mm-hmm. is something I really love to do? Uh, as a kid, I'd say that. Uh, as a kid, I remembered uh, football was really big in our family. And my dad's played, uh, my uncles, uh, it was really big in our community. Um, I didn't play when I was younger because I was too big to play with kids my age, but also at the same time, my dad didn't want to push me up to play with the bigger kids because he was afraid that was going to take my confidence away. So long story short, I didn't end up playing until high school. Um, And I told the story when I got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame that the first time my mom took me to play uh, football, I didn't even get out of the car. And I was in the eighth grade. I was going to play against the high schoolers. And... um, you know, I, I still tease her about that to this day. But but believe it or not, um, I knew I was destined to do it because I had the passion. I had the love. I knew I, I thought I had the ability. I, I mean, I didn't know where I compared to other guys that played my position. Um, but I knew I had the passion and the drive. And I think in life, no matter, regardless of what you do, if you, if you have a relentless uh, determination, you have a drive, um, you know, I had the support system from my family. Um, so I had everything that I, I felt like it took, um, but I still didn't get out of the car. <laughs> so mom had to push you out of the car, as you told everybody back in August. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, when did you, you, so you said you thought you could be good at it. When did mm-hmm. you know you were good at it? What was there a moment where you said, you know what, I belong? Mm. I think in high school, uh, it was, I think it was around my junior year, because um, when I got to high school, like I played basketball all my years. That well, my first three years I played basketball, but most of my classmates they were actually taller than me when I first got to uh, to high school. So my freshman and sophomore year they were taller than me, but my junior year, if you look at those pictures, my junior year I just hit a growth spurt, and and I think every I think my body started to catch up. I started getting the weight room and started to do, you know, agility drills and and start to train in my body. And then once that happened for me, it was like, okay, um, I think I can be pretty special because all of the other stuff was there. I, I just wasn't physically ready to do it. But but once all of it came together, it was like I think I can be pretty decent at this. And and help you understand if you wanted to take it to the next level. Yeah, no, certainly. So I'll back up a step even before I got to Georgia. So my senior year of high school, my dad got me a trainer. Mm -hmm. And the trainer that I got, I mean, he worked at uh, University of South Carolina at the time, but he would also train guys on the side as well. So my dad got me the trainer. And uh, by the way, he'll be at the uh, induction speech. um, But 
he gave me a lot of confidence because he trained college athletes. And he said, hey, Richard, you have a unique ability. Um, I've seen a lot of guys. Um, if you push yourself and you train hard and you work hard in the summers, you know, I've seen like guys who went on to the next level. And I'm just telling you, you have an ability to stand out. And, you know, so I took that. I think that gave me a lot of confidence at that time. Motivation? Yeah, no, certainly it was a lot of motivation. Um, and I just, I, I've, I've always been a competitor. And I, I love to compete. I hate to lose. And, um, but I still had a lot to learn. Um, and when I got to the University of Georgia, I think I just started to hone in on those skills. So he had come from the University of Georgia, one of the top ten national champions this year. But yeah, come on, give us some credit there, now. Absolutely. Let's, let's say that again. Let's national that champion again. Bulldogs. There we go. You All right. It. All right. Thank you. Thank but you. it's a legitimate college football program. And I yeah, remember certainly. the video of you walking up the stairs at the old Foxborough Stadium and Coach Belichick's at the top to shake your hand. Right. Are you looking around at that point in time and go, holy smokes, like, I thought I got drafted into the professional league. <laughs> Did you think about that when you got there? Right. Well, no, here's the thing. So, obviously, you know, you, you think about recruiting now and you look at the facilities <laughs> across the country that are... It's an well, arms race. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you, I mean, they have every recruiting tool that you could desire at these Power Five institutions. And, you know, whether it's Oregon, you know, USC, Georgia, Tennessee, I mean, the weight rooms are crazy. So when I first got to New England in the old Foxborough Stadium, I was like, wow, it seems like uh, I'm taking a pay cut. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Um, but, but needless to say, um, you know, right next door, you know, uh, Mr. Kraft was building Gillette Stadium and, uh, I was very fortunate at that time to walk through it when the foundation was still going in. And I still remember, you know, um, Mr. Kraft saying, Hey, you're going to be a really big piece and, and a part of the foundation, you know, that's going in here. So that was pretty special. Can you look back at that now? I mean, when you're going through it, you're trying to figure out. You know, I, I hear people talk yeah. about, you know, you're buried <laughs> in the weeds, you're a rookie, what's going on? But if you mm -hmm. look back on it now and you can see, yes, you were a part of something that built that whole thing, that 20 years now after the fact, you're one of the bedrocks and the foundations of that whole thing. Can you look mm -hmm. back at it and with a little bit more perspective when you were buried after, you know, your rookie year and your second year moving into that place? Yeah, I think I can look back and reflect now. Um, you know, because as a player, you never look back. You never reflect. It's always the next year, you know, never rested on your loyals. Um, you know, uh, like for us, it was, um, you know, um, you know. I, I think it started at the top in Coach Belichick and Mr. Kraft. And had, we had all of the right ingredients. And we had the right players. And you, you just name it. Even, I mean, even to the fans. Like, it was important to the fans and the community there that um, – you know, the support that we got all around the board, and it was important. And so, you know, for us as as players, you know, I, I was very, very, very fortunate to be on a team with a lot of veterans that taught me what it meant to be a pro and showed me. And, and they lived it and walked it by example. And I can just go on and just name, you know, from Troy Brown, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruce. I had two, and it was because they played the same position, was Willie and Anthony Pleasant, especially in your right. rookie year. There's two guys... How how important were they to help this young little buck coming from the University of Georgia? Yeah, no, certainly. You know, I, I tell everybody I was talented, but I still needed to learn what it meant to be a pro. And I, like I said, I was very fortunate to, you know, come to a team um, with, you know, 
all of the ingredients in place from, and here's the thing, a lot of people forget, but we were coming off a five and 11 season. And so it wasn't like, hey, hey you coming in. Because anytime you're a top pick in the draft, you're going to a team where, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the reason that they got <laughs> right. you know, a top 10 pick. Correct. So uh, for me, I, I, I couldn't have wrote a better strip, you know, from Mr. Kraft to Coach Belichick. You know, um, at the time, uh, Drew was the franchise quarterback. You know, um, all of the stalwarts on defense. And, you know, Willie was the first guy to welcome me in. And uh, I remember getting there even before I met Coach Belichick. I might have met Willie when I got picked up from the airport. And when I got, when I was bored in, it, I, it was a bubble in the back, but he was the first guy that I met. And then from that moment forward, like we've been together pretty much ever since. And so, um, like I said, but. You know, from Willie to Anthony Pleasant, Bobby Hamilton, I mean, you'd name it. Like, it wasn't no young guys. Like, I was the yes. youngest guy, right. you know, on the team. And because uh, I think I was 20 or 21 years old right. at the time. And so, you know, for me, um, you know, reflecting back on that, like, it was such special times. And um, a lot of those relationships that I cultivated then, um, you know, I still have to this day. As we record this a few days ago, mm-hmm. talking about a special guy, I'm going to assume, uh, was Romeo Cornell, mm. who was a defensive coach then as you yes. were coming into the league. Yes. How important was he, do you think, to your development as a, as a real molder and shaper of men, Richard? Yeah, no. Um, you know, Coach, coach Cornell, he had a, he had a father-like uh, demeanor. I mean, he was... You know, he didn't get very loud. He didn't, um, but, you know, when he spoke, like, he was very knowledgeable. Um, and even, like, our relationship um, transcended football. Like, we spent time, like, our family spent time because we lived in the same community in um, in North Attleboro. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, his wife would, you know, uh, lead my wife as well. We'd have Thanksgiving dinners. You know, my mom and his wife would hang out. So, um it was a very unique relationship, and I respected him as a coach. He taught me so much, um, you know. But I remember before one Super Bowl, uh, I think we were getting ready to play the Panthers, and I still remember it to this day. It was his pregame meal. He came in. He said, um, "We're getting. We just. Was, we were eating the pregame meal to get ready to go to the stadium." That's we, before the fight in the pregame, right? Uh, yeah, this is before. This is before that. <laughs> Um, but he said, hey, Richard, if you see something today, you have the green light to take it. And I still remember it like it was yesterday because it was like, it's your you third know, year in the league. This month, yeah, no, it was my third year. That's a, wouldn't you say that that's a pretty big statement? No, certainly it was. Right? I, I mean, that's why yeah. I still remember it to yeah. this day. And, um, you know, he was just a guy that uh, meant so much to me in my career just in terms of, you know, uh, the wisdom um, the discipline, the understanding of the game. Um, he was once a defensive lineman himself. And so, like, he was just able to talk to me in a way that it related. And um, he's still a dear friend to this day. What a career. Huh? Yeah, no, what, what, a, what a career. Yeah, For no, a guy certainly. who never really was in the spotlight or anything like that, to be able to put in the time that he did, all the teams, all the players, all the success he had, truly is worthy of it. You know, a, a huge tip of the cap, right? And had a big influence on you. No, certainly. I mean, he was, um, 
you know, he's one of the best coaches that I've ever, ever um, played for. Um, I don't know if they're like kids. You know, you've got four kids, mm -hmm. three Super Bowl uh, championships, and it's right. really hard to sit there. Who's your favorite? <laughs> right. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I don't necessarily kid, have a Super favorite. Super Bowl yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They don't. They, don't, they, they right. don't need to see this. Right. right. Um, I, I, as everybody knows, I mean, they're all different. You know, different teams. Uh, you know, every every year that the the journey is different. Um, but for me, you know, the most physical Super Bowl was definitely the Carolina Panthers. Um, I mean, that game. I tell everybody to this day that was the most physical game that I've ever played in my 12-year career. Did you expect that from them? Well, I, we expected them to run the football. Yep. Um, but it was like they played the game the right way. Like they were they were tough. I mean, you look at the talent that they had. <laughs> you know, so for us to come out of there with a victory, like, you know, our offensive and defensive line had to be, you know, we had our work cut out for right. us. But we accepted the challenge. Right. Okay, I don't know if you rate the, you know, so I'm sort of asking you to rate them a little bit. I think many people believe that of the run, that 04 is that 04 team is certainly among the greatest teams in franchise history. Mm -hmm. so 04 versus 07. What would Richard Seymour say was the better team? Well, the team that won it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the team that won it. I mean, yeah, look. I, I, to this point, I think, you know, you give the Giants credit. They were amazing. Um, you know, uh, every ball that bounced, it bounced their way. Like, I mean, it went right. But they earned it. Like, right. I mean, so no doubt about that. Right. You know, they, their defensive line with Stray and Yumanure and Tuck and, you know, everybody. Like, they played the game the right way. And so, um, yeah, we'll give them credit. Many coaches and players have a difficult time really expanding on the victories. You know, the victories are great and everything like that, but it's the losses that maybe mm -hmm. stick with them. Does the 07 loss stick with you at all? Does that game bother you at all? Or are you able to sort of wash your hands and say, tried my best, they beat us, they were the better team that day, and you move on? Well, I, I think um, I, don't, I don't watch any of the highlights. I really don't watch the game okay. um, of, of that game at all. I haven't. I, I might have seen a play here and there. You mean um, when you were held? On the, uh, uh, on the throw to Tyree. Talk about it. Don't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. It. No, I mean, but I watch plays and highlights of the game, but I haven't just sit down and watch any of the Super Bowls from start to finish. Wins or losses. Wins or losses. <laughs> I haven't watched not one game, but I will watch highlights and plays. Because why? Is it I played in the game? I don't need to watch it. Yeah, Did, you, you know you what know, I'm saying. You know yeah, no, certainly, certainly. I, well, I'll say that I, I think I get more um, anxiety like watching my kids play. Sure. They play sports and like I'm more intense than, and I feel it more because I can't control it. Or, you know, you want to protect them or you want, you know, it's, it's a lot of different things that are at play. Um, but when you're playing or when I was playing, like I felt like, hey, I'm prepared. I've done what I needed to do. I can control, you know, to a degree what goes on. So I'm, I'm more at peace. But when I watch them, you know, it's just, it's totally different. Internal emotions the whole time, Yeah, no, right? certainly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember my son, like, this was his first year playing football. And, you know, me and my wife, we were, we were going to the game. And as the whistles, were, like, they had the coin toss. But I, I looked at her and she looked at me and, and, and both of our eyes are, 
warded up just because of the moment. This sure. is his first year, you know, sure. so it was it was pretty special. Um, I, I want to give him credit for saying it. I don't think it's, it's necessarily original line, but in the Patriots Hall of Fame mm -hmm. induction, uh, Teddy Bruschi was talking about, well, it was easy to play linebacker uh, in our de defense. Who was in front of me? I mean, if Richard Seymour's in front of me, mm -hmm. I think you got a chance to make some tackles. When you hear <laughs> stuff like that from guys like Brew, I think Natty P said it about not only you, but Vince Wolfork, right. who's going in this year. Right, certainly. You know, you're not a stats guy, Richard. You know, if somebody's going to open up some sort of a guide or go online or something like that, they're not going to see a ton of stats. Mm -hmm. But the people who know the game, guys who you played with, people who coached you, when they talk like that, is there a sense of pride when you go, well, so he appreciates it. He appreciates all the stuff that I did to help make our team better. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Um, where I, when I, pl I played the game at the end of the day um, for, for wins, and that was our most important thing. Rather, it, was, it wasn't never about, um, you know, the accolades or the Pro Bowls or, you know, I'm, I, you know for me, I think, one, you know, it's about a body of work, and it's also, um, you know, so I'm, I'm really proud of, um, you know, like being a member of the all-decade team because that, that says, hey, you didn't do it like one year or two years. You did it for a, a decade. And so um, for me, um, it's always humbling to get the respect of your, your teammates, your coaches, um, your competitors, you know, guys you played against, um, those those accolades for me um, are really what matters most. Like at the end of the day, like you know, regardless, and, and and trust me, the Hall of Fame is great, but it's not something that I can control. At the end of the day, it's it's writers, it's voters, it's it's where they are, it's it's their understanding of the game, and I totally respect it. Um, but also, you know, the guys that I was in the huddle with, and the guys that I competed against. You know, people who were around you every day, right? Like, what do they say about you? What type of person you were? You know, what, what work ethic did you have? How did you treat other people? You know, it, it's more in, in my mind that, um, you know, that's, those are the real um, things that I embrace and, um, you know, feel validated by. You mentioned body of work, and we're here for the Patriots. <clears throat> I think most people associate Richard Seymour as a New England Patriot with the championships and everything like that. You got traded to a team that wasn't the New England Patriots, certainly from a team success standpoint. It's not a comparison, but mm -hmm. the way you continued to play in, uh, you know, you were, in, you were in Oakland at the time. I can't mm -hmm. remember where they were. Um, but you still had a responsibility. You know, you were trying to do just as well, obviously, as you were in New England, but the team didn't have that much success. Do you look back at that point in time where maybe the team wasn't as successful, but you did everything in your power, and, okay, maybe you weren't on Sunday night football every week like you were in New England, everything like that. But there's where your pride really needs to come into play because you were on a team that maybe wasn't as successful as one that you had come from. Well, I, 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 you know, for me, I look at the big picture, right? Um, I was very fortunate to play um, in New England with a lot of great players that taught me so much about the game, right? And then also going to Oakland, I was also able to share that knowledge. Mm. So the fulfillment that I got from, because um, my heart has always been, I want to be able to share the things that I have, you know, 
whether it's financially or whether it's it's knowledge, it's insight. When you can bridge the gap and make the game better by transferring that knowledge to younger guys who were just as hungry. Like, I mean, wins and losses, that's happened, but I mean, that's 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 not life, right? Right. right. Like you you want to like I had a I had an opportunity to affect guys' lives and had and and wanted them to take um you know, that knowledge and that wisdom that was passed to me. And I was able to transfer it to them and hopefully they were able to give it to others. And so at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. One of those guys, and we're going back <clears> to New <throat> England here, and he just got inducted into the into the Patriots Hall of Fame. You had a young buck like Wolfork and was able to play with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what was he, were you able to maybe do some of those things, mentoring you know, you weren't the same position, but here's another freak athlete, sort of like yourself. Mm. There aren't many people who move as big as the two of you guys do and can do what you do. <laughs> right. What was it like mentoring him and seeing him grow and develop as yeah. a player? Well, I tell everybody all the time, so me, uh, Big Vince, and Ty Warren, we were the original big three. I know they got, I like you know, we were the like original it. big three. I like it. <laughs> so with, Emphasis uh, on big. Yeah, no, the emphasis on big, and, and Vince was the biggest of the biggest. So, right. Um, you know, I know they got all of the big threes in basketball now, but but I but I'll say this. Um, you know, it wasn't. A, I enjoy when you know younger guys they they are hungry for knowledge, like they're looking to you, like, hey, tell me this, or what do you think about this, or how did you guys do that? Like, so it's not that I had to seek Vince or Ty out. Like they were. They were in the meeting rooms asking questions. They were hungry for knowledge, and and they were just kind of saying, "Well, here's how we did, you know, certain things." Or when we got this look from when the tight end was here and the back was over here, you know, getting a lot of runs this way, or might be some counters and whatnot. So it's easy to help guys that um, that care, that they want it, they want to be helped. They want to be helped. They're looking, you know. So it's easy when it's, you know, that's the the mindset. I can't imagine, you sort of touched on this, there isn't anybody who goes to play football and says, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you get, maybe some guy is confident enough to right. do it. That's not a goal. Your goal is to win. When your career was over, was there ever a time, did, did you need to be prodded into thinking about it? You know, was there ever a time like, geez, I wonder if somebody's going to think that I merit consideration for that. Once you, did you ever think about that when your career was over? Mm. I, not really. And even here's the thing, even with my first year of eligibility and, you know, I made the semifinalists or, you know, I'm, I don't know, I think I made it in the top 15 guys or something like that. Like it wasn't something that I was like, I don't know, I, I didn't give it much thought or, or, you know, just because in my mind, and, and trust me, it's a tremendous honor. And, you know, I, I mean, it's it's the elite of the elite. And, and you know, so. Like, I'm honored to stand alongside the greats of the game. Um, but, again, uh, I've always, as a player, been taught, hey, control what you can control. And the things that you can't, like, it is what it is. And so, um, you know, but, you know, I, I, again, I said I, I embraced it, I, you know, and I feel validated by, you know, it all. Um, and it's a tremendous honor. When Ty went in, did you think about it anymore? Like, did you say, okay, maybe now some of these people are recognizing right. 
we had a great defense, oh, you know. Certainly. We had a great defense. So Ty sort of not, has been knocking on the door here for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're going to recognize, if not necessarily you, maybe they're going to recognize these other people and that side of the ball. Yeah, no, I, I, feel, I, I firmly bef- uh, feel like, you know, it takes a lot to win a Super Bowl, right? And to accomplish what we did in the time span that we did. Um, and like I said, it's the pillars from ownership, coaches, you know, general managers, the team that we put together. Um, and, and then to do it on a year in and year out basis. Um, I, I firmly believe we should have more guys. Um, you know, knocking on that door. Speaking of knocking on the door, when Ty knocked on the door, <laughs> were you surprised? Did you have any inkling? Was anybody hearing on the on the joke? Or were you legitimately surprised when you saw him on the No, I was legitimately surprised when I saw him at, you know, I, 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 I had a few words with my wife after like, right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say um, it w- it made it extra special. It was so cool, Richard. I, like Ty, well, Ty was the one to come and knock on the door, and you know we had a journey together. And so, like, you know, one, winning Super Bowls and you know practice and year in and year out, you know, we had the same financial. Well, we still do have the same financial advice, you know. So it's just a lot of um, you know we're intertwined in a certain way, and you know we're. You know, my family, we went to see, you know, Ty's enshrinement. And then for him to come in the gold jacket and, you know, be a presenter for me, like, that that was really special. What was it like? Can you think back in your – I mean, that, that day must have just been a whirlwind for you. What was yeah, it, like? What no, was it like emotionally for you that day? Yeah, you know, you think about the journey. It's not necessarily about – me. You, you think about the people that have sacrificed so much for you, whether it's practices and taking you, you know, different places and, um, you know, just, you know, traveling and just everything that it took to, you know, because a lot of times we just see the, the, the final product, but, you know, the, just to understand the story, you know, behind it. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, um, give a speech in honoring um, so many people that's meant so much to me. And um, that's the special part. Did you think about what your dad would have said if he, <laughs> if he was able to be here and see that? Yeah, he'll want the gold jacket. That's my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say. That's, that's certainly what I would say. But, but again, you know, just think about, um, you know, all of the hard work that went into it, everything that I've learned um, you know, from my mom and my dad, and my dad was my hero growing up. I want, you know, he taught me the value of, 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 of hard work. And I feel personally that football is a game of values, you know, discipline, toughness, um, being intertwined in a way where, you know, um, everything that's important to you, you have to, it calls so much in order, in order for you to play at an elite level year in and year out. And so for my family to have taught me all of those values and my mom giving me the compassion and the loving and the nurturing side and my dad the tough love and, you know, uh, taught me the value of your word and in terms of your word is is your bond. If you don't, you know, um, 
you know, lean on that like you don't have anything. Like it's more important than anything. If you give your word on something, you, you know, you honor that. And so, like those were the values for me growing up. And so, you know, I just wanted to operate and, um, you know, leave a legacy that to to honor them. As a parent, you know, you talked about Tiny and Vince. Mm -hmm. It's not all Richard Seymour. Because if Richard Seymour or the Patriots are going to do well, then Ty's got to do well, and Vince has got to do well, and the secondary's got to do well. It's the ultimate meritocracy football. No, certainly. You've got to rely on somebody else. It's not just you. And isn't that a great lesson that you can teach your kids? Whatever they want to do in life, like it's, you know, in order to be successful in something, you've got to collaborate, and you've got to lean on this person and lean on that person. And that, to me, is really what the true beauty of football is, because it's the ultimate team game, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly a team game, and you need everybody. And, you know, it's about, you know, leadership. It's about discipline. Um, it's about the fundamentals. It's about doing things the right way. It's also about, you know, um, you, you're not always going to see eye to eye either, right? So how do we handle when things are not going right? Because we're all doing well when, you know, hey, you know, we're winning. But now when, when things aren't going your way or whether it's practice, you know, can we adjust? Like, because at the end of the day, that's really what separates, in my mind, like the good from the great. And can we be disciplined enough to understand how other teams are trying to attack us or what's going on? And, you know, as Coach Belichick said, hey, ignoring the noise, blocking things out, and focusing in on doing uh, your job. Because most everybody, every team's got talent, right? Every no, team's certainly. got a lot of good players and everything like that. So it's how you differentiate that talent is what separates the winners from the people who don't win. No, certainly. Right? You need to get Somebody, that? Well, I don't know who it is, but I heard it <laughs> or not. So. Yeah. I'm going to pause both these and not the door. Okay. Um, have the last few months been more hectic than you could have imagined because <laughs> of this? Like, like, I bet you there's a lot of people like me are coming asking for your time. Yeah, no. There's a lot of demands on your time because of this, isn't there? Yeah, no, it is, but I, um, I welcome it. Um, you know, I, I'm honored by it. You know, I, it's a part of, it's a part of the deal, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it actually, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I'm, this is my 12th year of being out of pro sports. Wow. And By the way, you look like you could. I don't know if you could give us ten <laughs> snaps. I think seven snaps. Uh, well, you know, I think I just some third down, third packages. down, third yes. down packages. Yeah. That that's all I got for you. <laughs> don't put me in on no, in no run situations right, 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 right. now. We got to know their pass. Exactly. That's it. Um, but you know, I, I um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm honored by it, and uh, you know, I, I embrace the moment. Have you posed for the bust yet? I have actually. I had to sit for eight hours. I was going to say that. Suppose according to people, what they say, and you've look at yeah. you can you can call time. I and was say, thinking, what, is this, what yeah. is this like? Yeah. Well, I, me, me and Ty talked about it. So I was thinking, in in order to do the bus, I'm like, man, like technology is so good these days. They could just take, you know, uh, a 3D scan of my head and eyes and everything, and then kind of put it together. But the artist side of it. It's like, hey, if you really want it to look real and look like you. Um, so I, I, I sat for eight hours. So hopefully it looks good. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and I don't mean this from a vanity standpoint, but yeah. your likeness 
is being immortalized. And right. it's going to be in a museum mm. for the rest of time. Right. That's important. And has that sort of thing, like your kids and their kids at some point in time can go, let's go take a look. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, no. If you think about that, you yeah, know? You know, uh, we've been in Canton uh, several times since, um, you know, my induction. And, you know, each time we go, just finding out more about Canton and how they honor and, and protecting your legacy and telling the stories. Um, you know, the people there are really special. Um, you know, we've, we've met some really great people that, you know, just the archives and, you know, finding out more about the game and, you know, um, and who they are and, and also the people of Canton, like it's a big deal for them as well. And so, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the family and, um, you know, even my, it's my a pretty, classmates, it's a pretty who are, exclusive club. No, it's an Richard. exclusive club and my classmates that are, are going in with me. We, we said it. So it's myself, it's Bryant Young, you know, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, coach Dick Vermeil, you know, Art McNally. I said, you know, Hey, I'll take our class in a bar fight anytime. I like, like it. I me, like Bryant it. Young, and Tony Baselli, yeah. like, I, I, I feel pretty good. Wouldn't want to mess with you guys. See, Ty, I, I tease Ty, I said, Ty had the head of Prima Donna, you know, him and Champ <laughs> Bailey and, and all of the guys. And, 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 you know, I tease Champ all the time as well because, you know, we went to college together. And uh, so I, I said, you know, hey, we'll take y'all in the bar fight any day. <laughs> you have a supreme confidence uh, and a very level personality, a very thoughtful person. I don't think this seems like something that might happen to you. However, do you think you'll be nervous that day? Do you I think mean, you'll I'm, have butterflies? I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. I mean, I had butterflies when I came and gave my uh, my speech at um, at Gillette Stadium. That was you a know, nice. Was that was in, a nice little rehearsal for you. Yeah, well, but here's right? the, here's the thing. So my, my speech, my speech I spoke for the Patriots was 21 minutes. Right. I have to narrow it to six minutes. Absolutely. So I said, by the time I say, Mom, I love you, Dad, I love you, my wife, my kids, you know, thank you, you know, New England, my Oakland, I'm pretty much done after that. But, you know, I, I firmly believe that words um, will never show my true um, gratitude and appreciation for what football has given me and my family. And also, I, I tell everybody all the time, too, that I'm really, um, for me personally, I'm also excited because I did things in my mind the right way. And, you know, regardless of the Super Bowls and the Pro Bowl, like, all of that's amazing. But, I, like, I never um, compromised who I was as a man or a person to do any of it, you know, so I can look myself in the mirror and be happy with, you know, the man that's staring back. And so, you know, to your point, will I be nervous in Kent? I'm sure I will be when I get the gold jacket, you know, just because I respect and I um, identify and I can understand, you know, I'm standing alongside the, the heroes and the greats of the game and going to be you know, my aunt, I'm going to be honored forever and my grandkids and great grandkids. And, you know, so when you think about that, like that's a lot to take in. Um, but um, I'm excited to do it. <laughs> if 17 year old Richard Seymour could see today's Richard Seymour, 
and see what he's become. Mm. What do you mm -hmm. think he would say to today's Richard Seymour? Or what would Richard Seymour today said to the 17-year-old Richard Man, Seymour? Man, hindsight, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think um, I would probably say to my younger self, you know, make sure you prioritize the time that you spend and the people you spend it with. I think that's really important in life because it's, you know, in, in, in my eyes, I think life's really about relationships. Um, you know, I, I think that really sums up, you know, a lot for me, you know, my faith, my family, and the relationships that I cultivate. I think that's, you know, who I am. On August 6th, 2022, Richard Seymour will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for it. I think all of New England uh, feels like it's uh, it's an honor much deserved. <laughs> A bit delayed, but can't wait for the process. I hope you have fun during it. I hope yeah. you enjoy kind of the arduous process yes. going through it. Yes. But congratulations and best of luck no, for what's you. going to be a very special weekend for you. And thank you so much for your time. No, really thank you so it. much. And, and like I said, for me, I, I mean, I, I know I'm the one going in Canton, but, you know, it's so many people that have done so much for me. Um, and it's really for them. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.